0: And to support us all to raise our children with more awareness, connection, and love. Welcome back to another episode of the Aware Parenting Stories podcast. Today, I'm really, really happy to have Danny Willow back on the show again. Danny was here for episode five, and it's really, really lovely to have you back, Danny. Thank you for coming.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so, so excited to be here because we're talking about something very important and very dear to both of our hearts. So it's an honor to be back here.
0: Thank you. Yes, indeed. So exciting. So Danny, just in case you're not familiar, Danny Willow is an Aware Parenting Instructor. She has two beautiful girls, age six and four. She is the founder of The Way of the Woman, Mm-hmm. and she supports parents one-to-one and running circles and doing workshops and things. So, uh, yes, welcome back to the show, Danny. So nice to have you here. So today we're going to have a bit of more of a sort of conversation and our plan was to talk about why we are so passionate about aware parenting. So be warned, this episode may go on for about five hours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll try and keep it as limited as possible, but it's pretty hard. <laughs>
0: And we will be talking about some examples of how we found Aware Parenting to be so helpful in our families. Mm -hmm. And then we'll be sharing about our new offering that we're going to be bringing to what we are bringing to the world and that we will be sharing um, hopefully in the next week. So that will be at the end. So where do you want to start, Danny? What (laughs) is it about Aware Parenting that you love so much? And I know that there is so many things that you could talk about. So, but let's yeah. just share some of the things that really resonate for you and that just light you up.
1: Yeah. Um, I think, the you know, if you listen to me on the previous episode, I guess one of the main things I really love about it is that it's democratic. So it's about getting everyone's needs met. It wasn't just, you know, as you, as you and I have shared before, we've both been very strong attachment parents in the beginning. And I think what, when I found Aware Parenting, you know, that I was just so depleted and exhausted um, from being up all night and breastfeeding and I had a newborn and a toddler and it was just chaos. And, you know, then finding Aware Parenting really supported me to just realise, oh, actually I have needs and I have feelings and they need to be expressed and they need to be heard and they need to be met. And that I can actually ask for those to be met. And I think that was probably my first like aha moment of, wow, this is really, really amazing. And even more just that I couldn't really give the girls what they needed um, until I had what I really needed. And so, you know, it was this deep cycle of resentment and anger and all that sort of stuff when I was in attachment and then when I shifted over and started to really get my needs met through aware parenting it just everything started to transform but that was really I guess the turning point for me to go oh I really really love aware parenting.
0: Oh, I love that. I really resonate with that, too. I mean, so often we're just not aware that we have any needs as parents, mm-hmm. let alone whether whether they're being met or not. So, yes, I had this similar sort of experience. And, you know, I love how that applies to our children and meeting their needs, too, and these universal needs that we all have for, you know, connection, for um, autonomy and choice, for acknowledgement, to be seen, to be heard, to be understood, for kindness you know, all of those needs are such a strong focus of aware parenting and meeting them for ourselves and for our children is just so powerful and transforming for our life, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so much. Like, I just remember listening, I think I was working with Lael, but I was I joined one of Marion's courses, I think it was Transformation Through Mothering. And she just talked about in, in a live, like, When we need to go to the toilet, to actually go to the toilet. And I was like, it was like a light bulb moment of like, I would literally. Hold my weight in for like hours because I, oh no, I don't have time for that. I need to go and breastfeed and then I've got to do this. And, you know, now they need a nap. And, you know, you would just hold it and hold it and hold it until you were like absolutely desperate or eat really rubbishy food, right? Like I would just go and eat, you know, crackers or, you know, eating Nutella out of a jar because I was like, I just need to survive. I don't have time to eat really nutritious and nourishing food. And actually, when I looked at that, you know, there was a lot of story behind that. And so I was able to really go, okay, well what do I actually really need and so it was little things like that that made it really just realistic and really like oh this is actually what I need and when I've got that nourishing food and when I've been to the toilet and when I'm drinking water or doing all the things that I really need to show up for the girls then I could show up to them in a completely different way that I hadn't experienced prior to sort of finding aware parenting and all its amazing magic
0: Mm, yes Yes, I can relate to that too. Yeah. I used to feed my children this beautiful, organic, delicious food and then I would just be stuffing a few crackers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, hang on, I have needs too. Yeah, that's such yeah. an important part. Yeah,
1: What about, do you just love about away Yeah,
0: so much. I mean, I think for me like the first thing that comes to mind is, is the connection and the relationships that it allows us to develop with our children, which are just so profound and deep and lovely and loving and connected and gorgeous. And even when things aren't like that in the family, even when things, you know, when you're going through periods where things are really difficult or where your children have lots of feelings that they're bringing up, you still come back really quickly to this really beautiful, connected, loving, respectful, deep relationship. And it just, I mean, it just gives me so much joy. I've never never in my life really experienced that level of connection and love until I became a mother I mean I have that with my husband but it's this different quality of just real unconditional love that I have for them and that they have for me and it's just it's really beautiful
1: yeah oh you're gonna make me cry because it's just yeah it is we can't cry on the podcast but (laughs) it (laughs) it is such a like the way you talk about it is exactly what I feel inside my heart I think Yeah, that, you know, the connection in that relationship is just and that unconditional love for me, that's just, you know, what you spoke is just those two core pieces are what has guided that whole journey and, yeah, it's just so profound because I don't think that there are many sort of parenting paradigms that really honour that and really nurture that, that. And as you said, like even when it's not beautiful and the kids are unbalanced or we're out of balance, there's still that unconditional love holding, you know, you together so that you will come back into balance when it feels good again or when we've got our needs met or when we've had some listening time. Mm. That for me is is exactly how I feel about, you know, for the girls. It's just this complete and utter unconditional, beautiful connection with them that just grows and grows. As you, you know, would know, like every every day is like more growth and more growth and more growth and it's just so beautiful to be a part of.
0: Mm, Yes, it's so so nice. And um, I think that unconditional love, it ties in with like compassion, compassion for our children, compassion for ourselves. It ties in with all that sort of no such thing as perfect. There's no such thing as perfect aware parenting or doing aware parenting right. So I love that that then frees us to just keep trying, keep coming back to focusing on connection and all those sorts of things. And that there's no such thing as perfect children either. And that's part of that unconditionality, isn't it? That however they're behaving, however they're showing up in all their glorious imperfection, they're still worthy of love and and so on. And, And then we shine that similar sort of, On ourselves that we realize that actually however we're showing up and no matter how we're behaving we're also still worthy of that unconditional love and then all that self-compassion comes in and it's just so it's so um it's such a virtuous circle the whole process it just goes up more and more and more deeper and deeper love and deeper and deeper self-compassion and so on supports us in such a beautiful way
1: as I listen to you speak I think it's you know what what I'm hearing is like it's not a journey like we do something to them we do something to our children it's a journey where we do it alongside them so it's you know, we do all this amazing compassion and empathy and play and connection with them at the same time as doing all this compassion and empathy and play and connection with ourselves so that we can keep offering it to them so that it's like as you said it's like this circle of growth that we're all going through together which I think is a little bit different to some of the other parenting paradigms which is really about you know offering it to the children or you know maybe it's more about taking that you know responsibility for ourselves but this is really in combination we're doing it like in a parallel way with them all the time.
0: Mm. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I love that. It's a parallel journey, isn't it? And do you want to talk a bit more about yeah, our healing our staff and offering ourselves listening using the same tools of strategies of aware parenting that we offer to our children?
1: Mm. Yeah, I think, um, you know, for me it kind of looked like I guess in the beginning a lot of my story was like I had to fix them they weren't allowed to cry because it meant I was being a bad mum, which I think is, you know, very common for a lot of mums. It's like in that lineage of women around, you know, having to be perfect and fix things. and um, And asking for help was also really hard. It was so hard for me to acknowledge that I needed support and I needed to talk to someone. And I think I still had that imprint around like speaking to a therapist or speaking to an instructor was meant that there was something wrong with me which, you know, if I look back through my own, you know, my own mother lineage was very strong there. Like they never really wanted to seek support. It was really hard for them to ask for help. Um, And so, yeah, I think... You know, part of it was obviously I found Marion's work and all those beautiful inner loving sort of ways of being with myself, um, your inner loving mother and your inner loving father. And that really, I saw a lot of that when I worked with Leo one-to-one. She would often like ask me to close my eyes in very specific, you know, scenarios that were things that happened in my childhood. And she would say things like, you know, what would you have loved to have heard as a child now? What could you say to yourself now? Mm-hmm. And for some people it's really hard. Like, you know, in sessions when I ask that to some moms, they're like, I've got no idea. I don't know what I even want to hear. But for me, I really did know. I knew what I wanted to hear and I was really able to sort of speak that out loud to her. And there was lots of tears and she would often say things back to me and, and then I would go away and offer that to myself you know, when I was sort of doing this aware parenting, like I would journal out. You know, okay, I just played this game and this happened, and um, and and I felt this, and so and I was really upset about that. Okay, why was I upset about that? And it was like, you know, it was like a full apprenticeship. And then I would sit there and start to say, well, what could I say to myself? How could I show myself compassion? You know, what would I have wanted my mum to say? Um, you know, and I always did. You know, my mum was alive at the time, and I was always sort of looking at her for approval. And then it came to this place where I sort of realised that I no longer needed either of their approval for what I was doing because I became so deeply connected and could really offer myself that, that I could then really give that to the girls because I knew what I was doing and I could see it through all the transformations that were happening in my home, that this was the parenting paradigm that really deeply held true for me. Would mm. you say that that's kind of similar, a similar mm. sort of thing for you as well?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm I think like most adults, I came to parenthood with decades of unhealed, unexpressed, unreleased trauma and stress. And the more I understood the power of loving listening to tears and attachment play and seeing my children release and heal from the experiences that they were having, the more I realized that I had this huge accumulation of stuff that I'd had therapy I'd studied psychology I you know I was aware of all that and yet I knew that I had this huge like suitcases full of unexpressed um, unhealed stuff myself and so yeah it was such a powerful process to be able to start learning how to listen to myself how to reach out for support how to explore my beliefs how to start meeting my needs, um, how, how to start offering myself that loving listening and that deep care. And then that intergenerational transmission of trauma that just goes on and on and on. It just gets, you know, I often say it's like, I want a bumper sticker that says, like, the trauma stops here because actually this is what Aware Parenting has given me. And that's like, no, it stops. I'm I'm doing the work. And that's not to say that my children won't have stuff to do. Of course they will. It's one generation. They're going to have stuff, but they're going to know how to reach out for support. They're going to know. And I know that my children do that. So, you know, they won't be burdened by this pain in the same way that I felt before I discovered Aware Parenting.
1: Yeah, I so resonate, particularly with that last part. I think, you know, like you sort of spoke about at the start, this like idea of like the perfect parent, the perfect aware parent, and that, you know, we're sort of ending this generational cycle of trauma, and yet we also acknowledge that we are not perfect and that we are just you know one sometimes one maybe if our partners aligns two people sort of offering this to our children and yeah it's a bit messy you know we talk about that all the time it's actually very messy but just this you know having this self-compassion and self-love this inbuilt system of knowing when we need someone to listen to us of knowing what we do to you know go and get our needs met outside of that so we can keep coming back and offering it to our children then we start to embody it and when we start to embody it our children see that. They see us role modelling what it looks like to go and get listening time, to go and do the thing like a massage or a walk on the beach or whatever it is for you that needs that self-care to really come back into balance that they learn too to go like the one day I remember my daughter went and she was you know she was having feelings and I remember something happened with Kiki she was quite well Kiki was still a little toddler like a little bubba and she went off and I sort of was you know I think I was breastfeeding or something and then I I put her down and she was happy playing and I went to find my older daughter she had turned on Beautiful Cause which is like this a beautiful album of music and she was lying on her bed just listening to the music at like I reckon she was three yeah maybe just three and and I, I came in and I just watched her for a little bit and then I said what are you doing she goes Mama, I'm just, you know, I'm just listening. I'm just taking a few breaths and just spending some time listening to the music. And you know, I thought, wow, like what an imprint to have at three, right? Like, you know, at three, I was like being shamed and sent to my room and being <laughs> and crying on my own. And I thought, like, if that's what she knows to do, if that's how she knows to sort of be with herself and her feelings at three, imagine what it will be at thirteen, you know, 23 33 It's just going to keep growing and shifting. And I think for me. That is the pure, like, gift of aware parenting. It's so different to what was done before in our, you know, generational lines.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I love what you were saying about that imperfection and that, you know, that kindness to ourselves. I think that's such an important part of the process. It's so easy. And I find myself doing it now as well sometimes when things don't quite go how I would like them to go or when there's challenges that are coming up that inevitably come up during life. I can still find myself having a tendency to go, well, you, you've ruined everything. You're a terrible mother. <laughs> Who the hell are you to be an aware parenting instructor? You know, all that stuff. And then I come, whoa, stop. No, come on. We're not going down that route anymore. Let's go back into that loving kindness and, and that recognition. And like you say, it's not that something that we do to our children and then they are therefore always well behaved always happy yes. always it's really not that at all it's so yeah. much just about a way of life a way of responding to our children and to ourselves for whatever life throws at us which is you know sometimes joyful and sometimes really bloody hard But either way, we've got these beautiful tools to to navigate our way through it in a way that leaves everybody deeply connected and feeling loved and feeling understood and feeling cared for and acknowledged, which is, I mean, that's just magic, isn't it?
1: Magic. And as as I'm listening to you speak again, I'm like, you know, what's the one thing that keeps that connection there? Obviously, it's the unconditional love. But I think the other really big piece for me is the repair of like, yes, we're not perfect. Yes, we mess up. And we have this amazing opportunity when we do do that because we are human to go in to offer repair to show them that we still love them that you know something was going on for us it wasn't about them and then they don't carry that because I think that old parenting paradigm like if I think back to my own childhood it's like there were so many times I remember apologizing to my parents where I had not done anything wrong but I knew that it would never move forward if we just they would just leave me for days if I didn't apologize right so I would go and apologize for the thing you know I'm sorry I shouted at you but really I shouting at them about something they'd done, you know, powering over or something. And in this parenting paradigm, because we're reparenting ourselves and offering ourselves that compassion, we're really coming back to our children and saying, that's not yours to carry. I don't want you to hold that. That was all about me. And that's huge. Like that is such a big, amazing thing that we're offering them because they just firstly they're they're seeing compassion being role modeled and they're seeing empathy being role modeled and they're seeing what it actually is to say sorry to someone and so I think that whole piece as well for me has been such a huge transformation in my own mothering but also just such a key part of the aware parenting paradigm as well
0: Mm, yes and that, lib- that liberating our children then to be deeply connected to their authentic selves and to be uh, responding and, and being in the world in a really authentic way. And I was talking to my daughter about that yesterday, actually, and she was saying, well, you know, I was trying to explain the difference between aware parenting and, and like, other normal parenting. Yeah. <laughs> And she was saying, well, that's, that's, you know, of course, like you, we learn to be respectful because you're, you treat us with respect and, and we learn to apologize because you apologize and, you know, it, so it allows them to, to be really authentically real to themselves and not to be somehow playing the part that is expected of them or like you say that they have to play in order to fit in or in order to receive love and then that comes back to that unconditionality is again doesn't it that however they show up however they're behaving whatever they're doing we still love them anyway and that doesn't mean that we allow their behavior or that we love how they're behaving it just means that we love them regardless of how they're behaving and then we use these beautiful strategies to be able to support them with. what their behavior is telling us so it's just so yummy so good I
1: just love it it's just (laughs) I just don't know I mean once you do it and you see it and you feel it and you get to start to play with it in your home it just takes over you know you can't sort of unsee it and do it differently because it's just so 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 powerful
0: Mm. yes and I so acknowledge your deep understanding and passion for it Danny. it's just really it's so beautiful so beautiful to hear is there anything else that you want to share? I mean, we we haven't really talked about, you know, crying <laughs> in arms. We haven't talked about there's so many things still left to say.
1: <laughs> um, we love it. Uh, well, why don't we talk a little bit about the sleep? I mean, I I I guess in, in my previous podcast episode with you, I spoke a little bit about control patterns. So I, I wanted to move away from that today. I mean there is a bit of that I guess in terms of sleep but talk about something another element that I love about it so much and why I sort of see it transform in my own home and so um I guess with sleep I sort of found obviously I had a breastfeeding control pattern with my you know uh my my two and a half year old and that moved on to a dummy which I spoke about and when when I found where parenting Kiki was four months and so I don't think the the control pattern had established then. And it was definitely a process for me. Like I don't think I, I did listen to feelings. Like every night I would listen to her feelings and she would sleep through these amazing, beautiful longer blocks. And it was really, really, really empowering. Like I really enjoyed it. But I I remember in the night, I I couldn't listen in the night. I was just so depleted after already having two and a half years of no sleep. And so it was something that for me was very gradual. It was a bit like the dummy process. It was like this long-term experience where I got to a point where I was like, I'm actually not willing to actually use my breasts as as a control pattern anymore, and I can see that that's actually what's happening. Because even I think it was as we were coming closer to two, or maybe maybe fifteen months, she would just wake, and I was like moving from one side, moving to the other side. My back was sore. Um, she was really, you know, during the day, I could start to see there were a lot more feelings, and I was holding a lot of that, and um. But I knew that I was ready. I was really, really ready because I'd been through this amazing one-and-a-half-year experience with my other daughter and watching her slowly start to, you know, take away her control pattern with the dummy. And I was like, well, if this is what's happening over here, then this is definitely what needs to happen over here with Kiki. And so I did. I started listening at night and it was very gradual. I think I would do like I'll listen till 10 and then I listen till 11 and then I listen till 12 and slowly just really gently increase it Because I think that's the other part is like sometimes we think oh well if we just do you know a few a few days of this like listening it's all magically going to disappear but it wasn't like that it was this beautiful journey between the two of us where I would sort of hold her and then I would say sweetheart I can't listen anymore and you're mm-hmm. going back on the breast and it would just and then slowly over increments of an hour or two and until a point where I remember one night we went to sleep and we woke up and I was like oh my gosh you know there was she didn't wake and. The joy in her face when she woke up, and what the preceding like weeks of that, you know, just seeing a completely different child, um, baby, toddler, she was just so happy and a lot more independent. You know, there was definitely phases of her being really clingy and wanting to be picked up all the time. And I guess it's like going through that process, and it was, it was like a good, you know, 15 months, two years. It, to be able to come out the other side and see that, I was like, ah, okay, this is what it's meant to feel like. And I think at around two, I stopped breastfeeding her altogether, but it was more led by her. It wasn't so like, you know, I'm not willing to do it. Um, But there, you know, there was times where she bit me, you know, there were clear, clear, clear signs where there were feelings there. And I think because I was doing so much reparenting, you know, stuff with Marley and her dummy and setting loving limits and doing play with her and then Kiki, it just all moved in its own time and in its own place. And I really, again, it's that parallel journey that I always look to. And, you know, when I talk to other mums about the breastfeeding, it's always really, really difficult because they're like, you know, they're up all night and I can clearly see its feelings, but, you know, I just can't listen to feelings. And I'm like, I, I get it because it's really challenging. right but when we come out the other side and we start to see that independence and to see how happy they are and you know like Marion talks about like you know the glassy eyes and they're just like so soft in their body and yeah just no whinging and clinginess I really clearly saw so like her she basically like flourished um after that time and so for me that was another really like defining moment of wow aware parenting really is you know for me it is the parenting paradigm that resonates so much and I know that it's this ongoing process of you know listening to my feelings and and showing up and listening to where they are and navigating what it is that's happening for them as well so that's been a really core part of my journey with aware
0: parenting Mm. yes and I love that description of it being this process um, and yet at the end of that process, you see this, this transformation. And, and I've, I've got so many examples of that as well in my own family. And I'm thinking of one where my son, for example, he was probably um, three or something. And um, we had also been like, re. he hadn't been aware parented, but his younger sister had from birth. And not quite birth, but, you know, from early, uh, very early on. And so he had a thing where he wanted to he was he he was toilet trained and he knew how to use the toilet. But when he was pooing, he wanted to have a nappy. And that just like it sort of crept up on me unawares, really, that that's a pattern that we'd got into. Cause I just thought, oh, that's great. He's, he's learned how to use the toilet for to wee. And then it, it won't be long now till he learns how to use it to poo as well. And then I suddenly realized, oh, hang on a minute. No, every time he needs to poo, he's asking for a nappy. Yeah. And we'd kind of got into this habit and I hadn't really been aware of it. And so again, like I was able to pick my time when I felt restored when i felt i had capacity to listen i remember because we were in on holiday with my mum and dad in europe and they because they live in europe and um So my husband was looking after my little girl. I knew that she was safe and I just knew that I was working up towards I'm going to have to set a loving limit with him about this nappy thing. And so I waited till I was really ready and I was really clear that this is what I wanted to do. And then that day he asked for a nappy and we went into the bathroom and I just set a loving limit about it. And it was the first time that I'd really like embodied and really felt this deep, like yes, I'm going to set a loving limit and I'm going, I love you so much. And I'm really clear that you don't need this anymore. And I'm really clear that there's feelings here that are getting in the way of you being able to be free of this. So it's not, you know, it felt really clear to me that it wasn't a punishment. It wasn't a consequence. it, It wasn't any of those things. It was just meeting his needs in that moment. And so I set this loving limit and I listened to feelings and I was just there in the bathroom and it took quite a long time. I think we were probably there for about an hour And he had lots of tears and lots of raging and shouting and crying and tantrums and and big, big, big feelings. And then that was it. He got on the toilet and that was it. It was over. Never, you know, never, never looked back. And so that was like one of those moments where the process of getting to the place where I was ready to support him in the way that he needed was quite a long process. But once I got there and once I was clear what he needed and actually used these tools – it took an hour and then it was over that was yeah. it so it can be so and then you have these really powerful like wow moments don't you it's so powerful
1: like once you kind of it happens and then you're on to the next bit and it's like oh and that that's all it took right like you know I think we work it up and think it's going to be this whole really big you know maybe drawn out event and maybe sometimes it is if we don't have the full capacity to hold up when we're really clear, like you said, you know, that we're, we're meeting them where, where they are, that it's not necessary, you know, we're not powering over. It's really coming from this embodied place where we know it's about feelings. It's not actually about the thing that they're wanting and we can hold it. Then they can just move through it so, so, so beautifully and come out the other side, deeply connected to us and just willing to do whatever it is that we need them to do. Yeah. And that they want to do because it feels so much better in
0: their bodies as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's those both of those things, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Do you have other examples that you might want to share about how powerful, I mean, you've probably got 10,000, but yeah. anything that springs to mind that you'd like to share about? It? Um,
1: I think another really big moment for me was, I guess, when I chose Aware Parenting, I had, I, I guess when I first started it, I didn't really know anyone that was doing it. I had one good friend who was also seeing Lael at the time and I, I was, you know, in her immersion at one point and I did her um, introductory to a parenting course. So I was deeply immersed in it, but I, it was very difficult because everyone around me was still, you know, I'd grown up in really, really strict authoritarian parents who were very loving and somewhat, you know, kind of were like, what are you doing? Don't really understand why you're not sleep training, you know, like would question everything that I was doing. Um, and, you know, my mother-in-law was amazing. Like she did breastfeed and, but, you know, they grew up in South Africa, which is a very different time where they had made. So they didn't do a lot of the child rearing. So I didn't really have those amazing, beautiful elders that, you know, we really need in, in community and in raising children. And I remember there was like, Something was like inside of me and I just wanted to share about this parenting paradigm and how amazing it was and the transformations I was seeing just over and over again, like in these stories we're sharing. And I started blogging, I started writing this blog and posting it on Facebook, which of course had all of my family on it. And I remember one day, you know, I'd been talking to my mum a little bit about it and she didn't really quite understand it a lot in the in the beginning phases of me trying to do it. Um, but I remember there was this one point where she said, um, you know, your dad's really upset about what you're writing. Like, you know, he wants to know, you know, he's really hurt. He's really hurt by it. I was like, okay. Okay. And so I invited him to go for a coffee and we sat down and, you know, I, I and we he chatted for about an hour about a whole lot of other stuff, I think trying to avoid it for as long as possible. And I kind of just sat there and I listened and, you know, I was waiting for him to say. So eventually I kind of said to him, so, you know, I've invited you on this coffee and I'd love to hear what feelings do you have about, you know, the blog. And he's like, well, I just want to know what did I do that was so terrible to you, you know. It, say, it seems like you think you've had a, such a terrible childhood. And I said to him, okay, well, I'm really interested to hear if you want to know, like, specific examples or you just want, like, a general sort of, you know, overview of it. And he's like, no, no, I'd like to know specific examples. And I said, well... You know, you you used to smack me and send me to my room and there was lots of punishments and I said, you know, in those times where you did things like that, it really, the message that you sent me was that I wasn't worthy of love and that really was quite painful for me. And having the girls now, it's really highlighted to me what I don't want to do to them. So, you know, I won't be smacking them and I'm not going to be sending them to their room and not going to be doing punishment. And that's why, you know, I found this parenting paradigm and I just spoke very, very briefly about it but before I gave him the chance to respond I said to him but dad what I want to acknowledge in all of this is that you have come from a really traumatic childhood yourself and the fact that you could show up in some of the ways that you did as a father and mum as a mum means that, you know, you're already trying to change some of that trauma, even with having no awareness, like, you know, and even not, not really knowing what parenting paradigm you fitted under and all the things that we now know and not really have even having an understanding of trauma. There were lots of things that you did that were really, really beautiful. And so these are the things that I'm going to take away from your parenting but I want to acknowledge that this is generational it's not about you specifically it's just that this has been going on for you know thousands of years and it stops with me because I'm really really not willing for this and he cried and he was like wow I had no idea that that's what it felt like for you And, and I don't think he was really connected to any of his own sort of emotions but fast forward to this weekend, it was Father's Day here in Australia. He came up, we, we live about an hour and a half away from my dad now, and he came up for the night. And we sat on Saturday morning, and we had the most beautiful conversation about his childhood and, you know, all the things that he's experienced. And again, it just gave me this deep, deep, deep compassion for him of like, wow, there's so much more there than even I understood. When I first started, you know, finding Aware Parenting, you know, conscious, respectful, all the parenting paradigms I've sort of fell under before Aware Parenting, it just helped me to go, wow, you know, there's so much there for him and, you know, he showed up the best that he could and, you know, he did amazing for what all his experiences that he's had. And if I look at that on the other side with my mum, before she passed away she became the most aware grandmother she would co-sleep with Marley <laughs> you know we were never allowed to sleep with her when we had nightmares growing up it was like back to your bed but there she was co-sleeping up at the night I mean at that point you know she, Marley was up quite a bit in the night because she had a dummy but she would stay up with her um you know she would listen to her tears I mean she was just I, I remember there was one point where I actually looked at her and felt quite painful because I was like, oh wow, you're really giving everything that I would have wanted as a baby to my children. And I had a bit of feelings around that and I had to you know, work through that, but then got to look at that and go, wow, like she's really changed. Like she really, it was inside of her, but again, so much compassion because there was a lot going on for her in those early years of our lives as well. So it's really just been Again, it's like, yes, we're a parallel journey with our children, but it's really helped me to have so much more compassion and empathy for all people around me whether that be my own parents, my grandparents, whether that's family, friends. I mean, you start to look at everyone and you can see control patterns. You can see little toddlers inside of them and you can just hold them with like deep compassion and empathy, which I don't think I, I, I didn't have that before Finding of Parenting. It was very much like, you know, labeling people based on what we could see from the exterior. And that has been so transformational because I can really hold that empathy and compassion so much more for other people that I support um rather than yeah coming from that place of like pure judgment and just you know that shame and it really helped me to even understand myself a lot more about why sometimes I had behaved in really unpleasant ways with the girls because of what had happened to me and how it is just all in that lineage you know really needing to shift it so yeah I think that's been a huge piece a huge and I know it's big for lots of mums and dads that we speak with like you know wanting our parents to really see us in the parenting and go yay bravo you're ending generational trauma you're amazing (laughs) but actually they're not going to do that right because then they kind of have to look at themselves and go oh maybe I didn't parent the best way oh I need to apologize like that might not be their journey this time I wouldn't say that my parents ever said to me I'm really deeply sorry for what we did to you but I I See it now in in the way my mum showed up and in the way my dad shows up around. Like he had a lot of anger and rage, but he's amazing. Like I can see when he he's about to snap and he holds it back. or you know, starts to start to bring that awareness in because he knows I'm not willing for him to do that around the girls. So, you know, he hasn't apologized to me specifically, but I can see it in the way that it's playing out amongst you know the interactions with the girls and with me. So it's been really really transformational.
0: Wow. Wow, that's an amazing story, Danny. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I really want to acknowledge all the work that you've done in as part of that process to get to the point where you were able to see your father with such compassion and, and such understanding without that judgment. And like you say, it is such a common challenge for so many of us that we're trying to do things differently. And we're dealing with this parents don't understand and all of our pain and and sadness and upset and, and real hurt about some of the some of our experiences from our childhood um and I think just by becoming comfortable with feelings it allows us to then be comfortable with whatever's coming up for us but also to be comfortable with whatever's coming up so like for example when your dad said that to you about you know I just want to know what I've done that's so bad Without aware parenting, you could easily have gone into that, well, where do you want me to start? (laughs) But because you had this really compassionate lens and you could see behind his behavior and behind what he was saying, what the feelings might be that could be there, whilst also holding your own needs and feelings with great tenderness, it allows this connection and this really powerful sort of compassionate Um, connection where, yeah, we don't go into judgment. And yeah, I've really learned a lot about that actually in the last year, particularly. Um, It's taken me a long time. And in fact, I had the first conversation with my parents where I felt really like so passionate about aware parenting and so clear about why this is how I'm spending my life. Um, Last week... (laughs) with my parents (laughs) and my kids are 18 and 16 so you know it's taken a long time to get to that point but wow what powerful um conversations it opens up and what powerful relationships it allows us to then develop when we realize that actually we can aware parent our children aware parent ourselves aware parent our parents (laughs) exactly but to offer that same sort of compassionate lens to to everybody really Um, And to acknowledge how hard that can feel sometimes when it feels like the burden of the listening and the burden of the compassion is all ours to hold, which can be also really hard. And there are times as well where I go into this sort of resentment a bit that, you know, Mm. bloody hell, I'm I'm really holding a lot here and i can't do really. it because who's who's aware parenting me yes that's just a really clear moment to be reaching out for support and for meeting my needs more so that i can come back to that place but that's a really powerful story thank you for sharing that
1: oh you're so welcome and yeah i just think like what you spoke to that resentment like it's definitely not perfect i don't want to think it's like I've shared and it's totally healed. There are times where I'm still like, and, you know, getting frustrated and definitely going back into some of that inner child who's like, why do I have to do this? And why do I have to listen to this? And it's too hard. And, but again, like you said, it's like when I'm in that, I kind of go, oh, okay, I'm I'm slipping back. I need to reach out for a bit of support here. I need someone to listen to me. And just, and sometimes even just the listening is enough, right? Like we don't even need the reflection. It's just a, a way to express it and get it out there and then, you know, move move back into that compassion and empathy again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so powerful. Um, what about you, just Do you have any more sort of sh- stories that you want to share? Oh,
0: <clears throat> well, I think I, in, earlier this year we had a really, really challenging time. I, I won't go into details, but it was a really, really difficult time. Stuff was happening for my daughter that was really, really hard for her and really hard for us. And it was coming at a time when my son had just moved out of home for the first time. So there was a lot going on. There was a lot of feelings. And then this big thing happened that was just this tumultuous, like messy, ugly, stressful time in the family. And for about a week there, I thought, oh, my God, I, I've that, that's it. I've lost it. I've lost my capacity to parent. I, I don't know how to be an aware parent anymore. I, I don't know how to support my daughter Um We were fighting. There was lots of stress, like really, really big. It was the hardest parenting moment, actually, of of my 18 years of parenting. It was really tough. Um, And I found it incredibly powerful because when I reconnected with the basics of aware parenting and was like, okay, so I've just got to go back to the basics. That's all I can do here is go back to those basics. So what do I need to do? I need to be trying to connect with her as much as I can. And, you know, I need to move in with play and I need to be listening to feelings and I need to find support for myself. Uh, I need to show up and be interested in her life. I need to be playfully connecting. I need to just really come back to those basics. And I did. And we came back through like lots of rewind because there'd been lots of, lots of shouting and lot. I mean, it was really difficult and I was gone and I was like, wow, I thought i dealt with all that. I thought I wasn't that parent anymore, but I was that parent. And, um, anyway, as a result of that process, we are like next, just the the connection that I have with her is so much deeper and I already thought our relationship was incredible which it was but it's so much deeper and we had this shared understanding we had this uh, inc- I mean I'm just blown away by her connection to what she feels and um, by her compassion by her understanding of herself and her needs by you know all of all of the things that she just deeply has as a result of this aware parenting and it was amazing. And it was another example of how sometimes it's the really messy, yucky, difficult, stressful times that are the biggest opportunities for growth in our family and the biggest opportunities for deepening in our relationship and our connection and our love and our understanding for each other. So that was a really interesting time because I think it's, it's helpful to share because it was particularly difficult. And like I said, there was a week there where I wasn't aware parenting at all and this was after a, you know 16 years of aware parenting so um and yes yeah, so so much um so much clarity about how i want things to be and how to do it and that compassion again for her for what she was experiencing and the compassion for me what i was experiencing and that i lost my way and then i refound my way and how incredibly beautiful it was to to reconnect with her deeper and deeper and um, yes, to understand that sometimes things are messy and difficult. And these powerful tools of aware parenting are just extraordinary in in, in the healing and the connection that it allows us to have. So mm-hmm. I think it's helpful to share that because that was, you know, I really didn't anticipate that I would be having any, any more of those times. And like I said, it was the hardest time, I think, in, in all of my parenting, 18 years of parenting. And yet yes. the, the result of it, Because of Aware Parenting was an even more beautiful relationship than I imagined possible.
1: Oh, I have goosebumps. Like, uh, thank you so much for sharing it so vulnerably. And I think what I found really powerful in hearing that is, okay, I love the vulnerability. It was messy. It was really hard. But what was your, like, your toolkit? Like, what was your go-to, you know? And it was like, okay, I've done this for a week. I want it to be different. What am I going to do? And going, I'm going to go back to the basics. Like, I'm going to shift it. I'm going to go and get myself my own listening time around it. Then I'm going to go into that beautiful connection and a bit of play. And, you know, how am I going to show her that I would really unconditionally love her? And I even love that you spoke to, like, you had to do a few rewinds and repairs because it wasn't, you know, the most pleasant week ever. But I think those core things are things, they are like the main principles of aware parenting that we can always fall back on. Mm -hmm. And I think it's knowing that and embodying that, that even when it is messy, And it is, it is messy. Like we keep saying that it is not perfect. It's not like we've aware parented and now our children have no feelings and we just cruise (laughs) through life. It's actually the opposite of that. They have loads of feelings all the time, comes in like these gorgeous waves. But I think like having that and knowing that and embodying that means that you always have it. And even when we get a bit lost and we're not necessarily aware parenting we kind of are anyway you know I always say like even if we're not really aware parenting there's still that sort of consciousness around like oh but actually I know this is not really what I want to do Mm. and to me that is aware parenting because aware if we're not doing that then we're not aware parenting you know if we've got no awareness around it and we're just you know choosing to punish and choosing to shout and do all those things but what I really loved hearing was like even when it was unenjoyable you still came back and went okay how can I do it differently now because it doesn't feel good and then came back to those core things which are just you know that's the beauty of aware parenting is like those core pieces will always work with our children because is about that connection it is about that unconditional love
0: Mm. it is
1: about you know the 14 years that you've been doing it gave her the imprint and the blueprint to go mum really does love me unconditionally and it's just a hard time and I can have compassion and empathy around that and we can repair and we can rebuild and then like coming out the other side and having an even like deeper more beautiful connection I mean it really You know, it must have been incredibly challenging, but listening to you speak about it, it sounds deeply like a deeply profound transformation for your own relationship with her.
0: Mm, Absolutely, yeah. And I saw her in a whole new light of amazingness. Um, with with all the imperfection part of it, but I was just yes yeah, so and and then you did get this even deeper love where you're just like oh my god wow <laughs> so yes yeah thank you that's that so was-
1: honoring you Joss for being willing to show up in that way for her because a lot of parents I think would just go oh well they're just misbehaving or you know too bad you know I'm the parent. But really this ongoing work and this journey, that parallel journey we keep coming back to is like it never ends. Um, And I I just honour you for being willing to show up and offer her that. It must feel so amazing for both you and and her. Mm.
0: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yes. So on that lie and on those notes, (laughs) on that, yes. So we are very excited, obviously because we are in the process of the final steps of being able to share our new community. So I wondered if we might talk a little bit about how we came to want to offer this and what it's going to provide for the families who will be able to join in the next few days, hopefully. Do you want to talk about that?
1: Yeah. So... I think you and I first started connecting because we are moderators, admins, whatever you want to call it, mentories on the Aware Parenting Facebook group. Um, and yeah, we, we connected to do some work around that, to set some guidelines and to type up some information. And, and Joss and I are both doers. We really like to like, once we've got our heart set on something, we're like, let's just do it quickly and get it done. And, and thus created this beautiful space where we just, you know, kept connecting and where we both regularly attend an Aware Parenting um, like connection meeting once a fortnight and yeah, and then we started voice noting and I think we just developed this really beautiful relationship mainly because we had, you know, similar sort of childhoods and both really having this deep passion for aware parenting and wanting to share it with the world. You know, we just want to spread it far and wide and we want everyone to know it and and to love their children in this way. For me, I think it was, you know, what what connected me so deeply with you and the way that you are and you show up in the world was this love of your children, which, you know, I don't see a lot of. Like there are lots of people in the world who are working to support parents with their children, but they they don't come across with this deep, unconditional love of their children that like your child could really do anything and you would still love them this way. It's still, I still see a lot of this whole like, you know, we've got to meet our needs. And we're the most important. But when I listen to you speak, it's like, yeah, we're important, but so are they. They're these really beautiful, unique beings. And so I think that's what drew me into you and just talking to you and sharing with you and you no know, going back and forth and creating all these amazing you know things over in the facebook group and I remember one day I just had this message from you one night and you were like I've just had an idea oh my god you're gonna think I'm crazy but what about if we started a community you know and, da, 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 da. and like it was you're like anyway maybe you don't want to do this like you know let's feel into it and as soon as I heard the message I was just like a huge yes oh my god this would be amazing you know it's so needed because we we had spoken about in both of our workings you know in circles and um, sessions with my mums and dads, that the main thing that we see and hear is really this lack of community and the lack of the village and that we don't have these really deeply embodied, amazing wise elders. We've got a podcast with Marion and Leo which is amazing, and workshops and immersions and, you know, um, one-to-one sessions and little like things here and there. Um, and obviously there's the Facebook group, but there isn't something like this out in the world. And so I think what what came is just this beautiful relationship between the two of us, what so slowly shifted into, you know, wanting to have this amazing community to support parents, to really embody it and have that deep love and connection with their children. Would you say that's accurate?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much spot on. Yeah. That's right. And that's yeah, that was very much why I wanted to it, it wouldn't have come to me had it not been you that I was connecting with, because yeah, like you say, it's that that deep, huge love, endless, unconditional love for your children as well. And um and this sense that so many people are struggling. They want to do this aware parenting thing and they want to support their children in this way, but they're just not quite sure how. And it's one thing to learn the theory, but it's another thing to actually be supported in the practice. And so, I mean, what would be amazing is if we could set up an in-person village where anyone who wanted to aware parent could come and live with us and we could all live on this beautiful land together. And then we could support them whilst they were listening to their babies and we could have attachment play workshops with their children and all that kind of thing. But sadly, that's not possible right now. And so this is kind of the next best thing. And it's going to be like a virtual version of that. So we will be exploring... All the elements of aware parenting. In each month, we'll have a different theme that we'll be looking at, and we'll be looking at how to uh, understand the theory, and then how to how to actually apply it in practice for our children, and also for ourselves in that same process. And it will be a space where people can show up and share really honestly and vulnerably, as much or as little as they want about what's going on for them, and we will be there to hold them in that to offer them compassion and empathy and understanding and guidance and strategies and support. So I think it's going to be this beautiful combination of supporting parents, supporting children, understanding theory, getting strategies about how to actually um, help and apply this, and then dealing with the challenges that we all inevitably face at times and um and sharing because of course you've got younger children and some of those early days are a bit vague for me now <laughs> and I've got older children so any stage in the process we can be there to to support and to hear and so whether that's like holding a mother while she is listening to her baby crying or whether that's supporting somebody whose teenager's just slammed the door and and walked away from home, or anywhere in the middle of that, we will we will be able to support them. So it's sounds like a beautiful offering. I wish I I wish we'd had it when we were starting. That's exactly,
1: that's exactly what I was about to say. Like when I think back to those beginning days of aware parenting, I just so longed for someone, a group of people, to talk about it with. Like I remember when Lale's Immersion ended, I was like, well, now what? Like where's the community? Where can I like, you know? And so this is what I wish that I had, you know, four years ago where, where I can really come and, and, and sit and talk and be real. I think, you know, that's the other thing is like, once we started aware parenting, it can be really confronting when we're out with friends and, you know, maybe they smack their child or they punish them. If you don't stop crying, you're going to go to the car. And, and here we are listening to feelings and doing all these amazing things with our children. And then that doesn't feel so good anymore. And yeah, I love that you said, you know, of course, we would love to do an in-person village. Um, and so this is the next best thing where we can come together. You know, we're going to have Facebook Lives and Zoom calls, we're going to have, you know, that I, what I love about the Facebook group, I guess, is that people can post at any time. And if you you have seen Joss and I respond on the Facebook page, and I, one of the reasons that I love working with Joss is just the compassion and empathy we both hold for parents is just so, so, so beautiful and big and so open. And, you know, our responses, we really both take the time to really See what's going on and to offer lots and lots and lots and lots of different suggestions and ways of looking at it. So it really is this ongoing support. It's not like, you know, one month we're sort of there and then we disappear. We're there the whole month with, you know, something happening fortnightly and the opportunity to just keep sharing in the group, which I think is such an important element. And just, yeah, just this space to be really vulnerable, to show up as that authentic version of you, which in a world tells you to, you know, be all these other things in this space, we embrace all of you. And I think that's a really important element of the community.
0: Yeah, and I think, yeah, the like-mindedness is really important too, isn't it? Because so often in our parenting, we have challenge and we might talk to our friends about it, but if they're not on board with aware parenting and they don't understand this way, you quite quickly get to a point where they say, well, of course, you know, if you're not willing to, of course, your child's waking up all night, if you're not willing to do sleep training, then what can you expect? And so then you're left with like, well, I don't want to do sleep training, but I need support and help to be able to do what I do want to do. So it's yeah, going to be a community where you come in and you share any time, whatever's challenging for you, and we will support you. We will understand, we will offer you compassion, and we will celebrate the fact that you keep trying and that you're keeping wanting to to do it in this aware parenting way. So, yes. Yes.
1: Mm, amazing. It's I'm just so excited about launching it. And I have to say that it didn't take us very long to get it together, mainly because we're both doers and we were like, right, this is what we're going to do. And we you know, got up and joined a little account and had everything set up. And I think because of that, it just feels so like so much ease and so blissful, like it was so easy to put together. There wasn't any like, well, I want to do this and you want to do that. It was like, what about this? Great, I love that idea. What about this? Oh, yes, that will be amazing. <laughs> it was just so easy to sort of like, you know, combine what we had, you know, some thoughts and feelings about it. And when I think about us holding space, you know, um, when we started designing, you know, what the community was going to look like, Joss put together a bit of a logo, which... um originally had two circles and then we decided to add a third one in because you know each each little circle is symbolic of one is Joss, one is me, and one is the community. One is all the other amazing parents. But there's also the three core, you know, core tenants of aware parenting as well. So, yeah, I, I think, like, that it just, there's so many threes. I think we came up with, like, a few other things that were three and we were like, oh, this this feels really good. So I think it's all those little magical moments in there that goes, this is actually what's needed. This is ready to be birthed into the world because yeah, there are people out there who really
0: need this. Mm, yes. Yeah, we had all those lists of three and the the three things that your children can do with feelings of yes. expression or repression or aggression. And the three yeah. the three things that your children need if they're behaving. They need information, they've got unmet needs, or they've got feelings. There are so many different examples, weren't there? So really just perfect. And um, I'd also like to share that we are really um, We've been practicing aware parenting in action with each other very much behind the scenes as we've been putting all this together and we've had, you know, conversations with our with each other and as well as conversations with Marion too as part of this process, which it's just been so incredibly touching and beautiful where we just offer each other space and where we welcome all the feelings that show up. And that, you know, when you and I are talking and you you have something to share, you know, that you can always bring anything to me and I will always listen with compassion and, and with love. And I know the same about you too. So regardless of what it might be, anything that I might be feeling, I know that I can bring it to you and, and have that met with that, that beautiful seeing that acknowledgement, that kindness. And so I think that having seen that in action between the two of us in the background, I'm really looking forward to seeing that in action between the two of us with other people in the community as well and supporting them in a way that I we know from personal experience feels so, so nourishing and beautiful and supportive.
1: Yeah, that's been so incredible, like just showing up in a completely different way in business, one where you know, we've had feelings about bringing it out into the world. Um, We won't go into that now, but just lots of different feelings about showing up and, and yeah, birthing something. And, you know, there are hundreds of instructors around the world and here we are, you know, two little instructors in Australia and starting this community. And yeah, there's been feelings around that. And I think you know we've had the opportunity to express them to be lovingly heard and held you know we've had Marion in there for a little bit as well and I think that has all been so supportive and yeah it's really made me just feel like ah, oh, this community is just yeah it, it is going to be so well held just because we've worked through all of that before really offering it out into the world so yeah I'm so excited about yeah launching it and meeting all the amazing parents so we're going to be supporting and guiding and you know helping to embody this amazing parenting paradigm
0: yes 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 so the community is going to officially start on the 1st of october with the first live event is going to be the fifth like, yes. I think or something like that yeah, yep. we will we're just putting the final touches to the techie stuff and hopefully the link will be shareable in the next couple of days so we will be um by the time this goes live this episode which will be this week sometime it, it will be open and ready so and if you have any questions or any thoughts then please reach out to Danny or me and we will clarify anything that you might want clarified mm. and so yeah yummy can't wait very excited
1: so excited there is one last thing i'd love to say about it is if you read it and you get to the bottom and you're like oh I really want to do it but financially I'm just not in a place to do it. Joss and I have spoken about it being really reachable because that's one of the other parts of aware parenting you know is um, yeah making it really that anyone can do it. We really want it to be that anyone can do it. Um, So you know just get in touch with us if you're you know in a financial position where you just can't afford to do it or you know whatever's coming up around that around money. If you need a payment plan you know Joss is Very good at all that sort of techy monetary side of things. So I just invite you to connect with us. Don't say no and shut it down because there are lots of opportunities, and you know there'll be more information about that towards the bottom of all the information about this community um, when we offer it out. But yeah, I just invite you to connect in with us because we really want as you know as many parents in there getting the support that they need and so deeply
0: deserve. Mm, Yes, I love that word, deserve. Very yes. much so. and we're also offering a couple of freebies and and um, mm. yeah competition and yes. a few other things as we launch it. so keep your keep your ears open for that. Wow, is there anything else that you'd like to add at the end here and take your time? I can edit out the pause no. if there's a pause <laughs> I, I, where parenting and what you just yeah love most.
1: I think I would just love to honour Aletha Salter who wrote this parenting paradigm in the 80s, which was so radical for her time and I think, you know, just being so far ahead of herself in that it's really only now, you know, here we are in 2022 and it's really like this whole idea around trauma and healing and helping, you know, helping children to connect in with their natural healing mechanism. Um And even that we have pent up stress and accumulated feelings like there was just that was so unheard of when I was growing up. And so I just want to honor her and just, yeah, it's been really transformational for me. And I know it has for many, many other people. Um, So that would be one part. And also just Layla and Marion, I think, you know, with the podcast, they've been such amazing mentors and colleagues and friends in my life. And I feel so blessed because Yeah, it's like all these amazing women just surrounding us and really changing this whole whole way that we view children and, you know, working for the kids, like really advocating for what children deserve, a bit like what what we were saying before, but they really deserve that respect and that unconditional love which you and I have and you. I just feel blessed that we're on this journey together and offering this, you know, beautiful community out into the world so yeah so thank you I just feel so sometimes I think to myself like Justin I haven't even met in real life but I feel so deeply connected to her um, and it's the same with Marion and Aletha and obviously Lael lives close by but yeah I think just having these amazing strong women in my life that I can lean on and get the support that I need it, it just feels yeah so beautiful and so like life is really offering me the best and the most that it ever could and I'm in great deep gratitude to that
0: oh wow Danny, thank you yes I love that you said that I love that you um mentioned Aletha and how much your respect and admiration that we both hold and gratitude and appreciation that we have for her what an amazing woman absolutely and her her incredible knowledge and understanding of, of the science of attachment and, and therapeutic play and trauma. And, you know, these are difficult things to, to understand. And the depth of her knowledge is astounding. And her wisdom is really amazing. And yeah, before her time. And wow, yeah, I mean, Marion has just transformed my life in so many ways. I don't even know where to start to thank her for everything that she has done for this community and for my family and for me personally. What an extraordinary woman she is and what an amazing, amazing next level compassion and, and kindness that she brings to this parent parenting paradigm. And yeah, Lael's so wise and, and shares so generously on that uh, podcast too. And yeah, what a beautiful thing it has been for me to connect with you too, and for us to be doing this together. It feels like feels like we've won the lottery, doesn't it? To um, be- that's exactly <laughs> what it feels
1: like, like a big warm hug that yeah. just happens to be there all the time. So, yeah, I'm really excited and, yes. yeah, I can't wait for it to open up on the 1st of October and see, see who chooses to journey with us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Danny. Such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for sharing about all the things that you're passionate, well, some of the things that you're passionate about. (laughs) We'll have conversation five, six, seven and eight about all this, (laughs) all the other things that we haven't quite got to yet. Um, And thank you for sharing about your experiences. I think it's so helpful for people to hear how you're actually applying it in your own family and what you found challenging and what has worked well is so helpful. And, yes, thanks. I look forward to talking to you again soon.
1: Thanks so much, Josh.
0: Thank you for joining me on Aware Parenting Stories. I hope you enjoyed this episode. To find out more, please visit my website www.awareparenting.com.au and follow me on social media at Aware Parenting with Joss. I wish you much connection and love on your parenting adventures.